0: Collides with hip-hop Tell them one more time some, some hip-hop, 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 hip-hop shit, shit. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> y'all The strength of a Jedi in the code that we live, live. Yo, yo, yo. Like you ain't heard about us We on some hip-hop shit Underground Of the Jedi. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Welcome down some hip hop shit. My name is Brandon, aka Brando Calrissian, aka Brando the Man, though, with the bandos. Be <laughs> shyst. <laughs> um, Adam Silverstein is somewhere on a yacht in the middle of the ocean popping bottles. Um, That's our co-host, who we didn't get to to meet. Um, But to my right is our guest for the day. And we had to make this happen. Is Friday night at Meltdown, 7522 Sunset Boulevard. There's something happening in the back, as there always is. But, you know, something happening in the front of the room is a guest from out of town. My man, animator extraordinaire, creator, um, illustrator, children's book author.
2: Yep, yep. Director.
1: Game producer. Yep.
2: Two-time <laughs> two-time Emmy-nominated director.
1: Two-time Emmy-nominated animation director. Saxton Moore. I feel it. Fat Sacks, aka, AKA Fat Sacks, heavy, aka Gorilla Tactics, cement, aka Mister Pixel Pirate Studios, Cinderblocks, Dragon on the Ground. Talk to the people.
2: What's up? What's up? Glad to be here, people.
1: Yeah, Sacks uh, joins us from the Dirty Dirty, and um,
2: well, now now via Richmond, Virginia. Via
1: Richmond, Virginia.
2: But I used to be a, a Cali native for a while. Exactly. I don't know B Schultz.
1: Yes, yes, and um, as you could tell, um, Sax and I had known each other for for quite a while so we could finish each other's sentences, but um, when he told me he was in town, man, I was like, okay, this is how it happens, so let's catch up, and um, we'll be at Meltdown on Friday night, so. Here we are. Here we are, in between power meetings and power breakfasts, I was able to wrestle our fine guest away and get down to... On some hip-hop shit. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, what, what we do on the show is, sometimes is we talk to people like yourself, and we have people like, you know, Jim Mafood and Tyree Dillahay and um, the Mad Twins on the right show on. talk right about on. their journeys and art and how that relates to, you know, just the hip-hop Ethic, You know, the hip hop work ethic, you know, as well as um, just a journey in style and culture, you know, where people who have been in the creative arts and been able to express themselves um, as unique individuals um, and to to a T, you know, the soundtrack is one of hip hop. Yeah. So um, we're not huge on chronology uh, on this show, but. I think your story is 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 would be very apropos for people to hear. Okay, I was somebody who, as a kid, was interested in art, and yeah. then you know now I'm here making games and animation, cartoons, and right. getting nominated for Emmys and stuff like that. So yeah. so um, go ahead and 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 walk us through you know a bit of that journey.
2: Well, um. When I started out as a kid, I used to draw all the time, just like any other kid. And uh, my inspiration was Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. After school, back when cartoons was limited, you only know, got them on the weekend or after school. You rush from the bus stop, try to catch it before you know all the good stuff goes off. Thundercats, GI Joe, Transformers. He man, (laughs) hell yeah! In the eighties, yeah. Even um, the
1: bad and even the bad cartoons we look forward to. Yeah, we know it was bad.
2: Right, (laughs) Silver Hawks, yeah, (gasps) all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I would go home, I would draw, and then you know, back then, you know, I'm showing my age a little bit. But uh, Sunday nights, they used to have the Wonderful World of Disney, and Uncle Walt would come on, and he took you, he pulled the curtain back, and walked down. I'm not as old as Sax. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Uncle Walt walked back there and he, he showed all the animators working on the cartoons and they pulled out instruments and started playing music and shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second, somebody gets paid to make these cartoons? So I was like, you know, I, it never dawned on on me that uh, somebody gets paid to draw this stuff. They that, That's what they do for a living. And then they had button-ups, you know, they had the, had the blazers on and all the other stuff. I was like, man... They, they got this shit together.
1: So that was that was the spark. You that, actually that spark. saw. You Once actually I knew saw, people got
2: paid to do it. Right. It didn't just happen. I was like, <laughs> magically. What's my next step? Mm-hmm. So uh, I went to art school at the Art Institute of Atlanta.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and uh, you know, that was during the time when Outcast was really hitting hard nice. in the ATL. Nice. And uh, so that was a little bit of musical inspiration right there. Uh, my homeboy Shahid. Mm-hmm. Did the cover, you know, he, we Shahid went to art school Ali? together. Yeah, we went <laughs> to art school together and he did the cover uh-huh. to TLC's Waterfalls. Nice. And, uh, you know, after I got out of art school, I was like, you know, Atlanta's not the place for animation. Mm. Everybody was like, uh, you know, uh, L.A., New York. I didn't have the money to go there at the time. Right. Um, so my dad lived in San Francisco. I moved out there for about a year. Mm-hmm. Got an internship at a studio called Wild Wild Brain Studio.
1: Right. Um uh wild brain was known for something very relevant to hip-hop i don't know if at that at that time but the sprite was that at the oh, time that voltron, the sprite yeah. the that, sprite voltron yeah that was
2: my that was my first mentor ed uh ed bell ed bell shout ed out to bell ed was a director on there yes and uh you know uh peter chung was up in there at the time
1: epic aeon flux
2: yeah yeah flux director all those casters up in there, so it was, a, it was a wealth of knowledge, and I'm, mm. I'm, 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 humbled and blessed that that got opportunity to learn while they were working all under the same. That's roof. awesome.
1: So what 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 was young Sacks doing? Uh, with oh these man, they were industry. They wouldn't let me
2: touch anything, man. <laughs> I was shooting pencil tests, and, that, and back then. The pencil test room, and and just for y'all that don't know, a pencil test machine is the camera, and you'd have to stack the paper on top of each other and take one picture at a time. Hmm. You know, nowadays, you know, you're on your Wacom tablet, you can just play your stuff back in Flash or Photoshop or whatever, instantaneously. But back then, they had this hot ass safe. It was a giant old school safe, and it was hot as shit in there. And then we had I had to shoot pencil tests, and they'd be me bring me stacks Mm -hmm. stacks on stacks on stacks of paper now just sit there and just shoot pencil tests but i learned a lot about animation and timing right i was like man and so by
1: shooting it you're literally taking a picture yeah not a digital picture no (laughs) no an analog (laughs) picture yeah of the uh line art yeah and Uh, uncolored you know and seeing if the animation actually communicates the idea
2: so those guys were badass right right because you know even even back in the old school days when disney did it back then you know um they would they would see if it worked a week later Mm. so you had to be good Mm -hmm. time was of the essence right Right. you know with these guys they were they were masters too man like they when i shoot their stuff there was rarely any fault right. in their work right. um but you know once once i did that uh i got called back to atlanta they offered me a job at some commercial house and uh i went there and it was it was a it was a small studio where they did uh maybe an animated commercial once every other month mm and I was like, "Cool." I was mm-hmm. taking two-hour lunches and all that good stuff, and <laughs> getting paid. And then some of my old aunt, uh, some of my old friends, uh, I went to lunch with. They was like, "Hey, you need to come over to this other studio and work with us." I was like, "Doing what?" It's like, "You guys are all you guys. Tell me you get in." at like 9 o'clock in the morning don't leave till like ten, eleven o'clock at night what what the hell are you doing i'm not i'm not doing that right and they was like oh we're working for this 24 hour cartoon channel mm. i was like nobody's gonna watch cartoons for 24 hours a day that's stupid right and uh they brought you know they 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 kept they kept famous last words over, <laughs> kept, kept asking me to come over there so i went over there and i saw looked on the wall and they had johnny quest speed racer bugs bunny fred flintstone I was like, man, you guys get to animate all these characters, and like, yeah, there's, you know, this uh, Cartoon Network is about to come out, and we're doing all these spots to help, uh, you know, brand the network, including mm-hmm. like designing the logo and all that stuff, and so I jumped ship, went over there, mm. and uh,
1: no more two-hour lunches.
2: No more two-hour lunches. Oh man, it was. <laughs> now listen, first of all, when I came up in there. I had the stipulation that I, they had to bring me on as a director,
1: mm, right? Mm.
2: I was like one of the youngest dudes there. Cool. And uh, I was like, you had to guarantee me employment for like at least a year, six months to a year, because I wasn't going to leave this nice cushy right. job to come over. I was negotiating. At there you young go. Age. There you but, go. But once I got in there, uh-huh. they gave me what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But every director had two assistants, okay, right, to okay. help them. They didn't give me shit, bro. Because there wasn't enough talent in town. This is Atlanta, sure. Doing animation, right? A lot of these guys used to work for Disney and all this other stuff, and
1: Disney Florida, or yeah, something. yeah, right. And so uh-huh.
2: when I came in, they're like, "Here you go. Here's your desk." I was like, "I don't get no assistance." Like, well, if you can find one, sure, mm-hmm. but wow. there wasn't any, and I had to meet the same deadlines that they did. And so, you know, I I had to be the director. The animator, the inker, because we was doing it on paper back then. Mm-hmm. I had to ink my own stuff. Mm. <laughs> all that, all that, and so uh, I, that's that was my 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 boot camp. Right. So I would I, my first piece was Johnny Quest. It was a Johnny Quest commercial, mm. and then uh, you know we had two weeks mm-hmm. to do a five second. Uh, commercial spot that's in Cartoon Network they used to have the little five seconds we'll be back after these messages okay for every cartoon yeah so you you know what I'm talking about yeah bumper yeah yeah, those bumpers so Mm -hmm. we did five to ten second bumpers which was my boot camp Mm. because I would have to switch styles
1: Mm. like that's crazy right
2: after every every two weeks every three weeks it'd be Johnny Quest and I'd do that realistic style and then I have to go over and do uh, fred flintstone style and then when powerpuff girls and all that stuff came in there i had to learn it. we had to learn how to draw powerpuff girls the show wasn't even out yet wow uh ed, ed and eddie all that other stuff and and so within a couple years i animated over like 75 bumpers hmm. and then uh we started doing 30 second spots and so on and so forth i directed a a show called jbbo which was a talk show for johnny bravo okay kids would call in and request their favorite cartoons hmm. cool. and then uh after that i had an opportunity shaheed hit me up <laughs> he was like we we're gonna do this music video for tony braxton you yes. know what i'm talking about
1: yes i do hey, i can't for couldn't forget that and
2: i called up i, I called a mark uh-huh
1: Right, Mark Davis, a.k.a. Call Mark Twin. I was twin. like, hey, man,
2: you need to come through. i uh-huh. animate this video for Tony Braxton. Shahid was doing the boards and designs. And uh, once we did that, that warranted me the opportunity to come out to L.A.
1: That's
2: dope. And work with Imagination. Boom. Right. And the rest is history. And so I met up with you guys. And then, you know, during that stint, I was also messing around over at Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. Where I met my second mentor, Larry Huber. We gave a lot of these cats a start in the animation. The guy, uh, Gendy and Craig McCracken, and all that other stuff. Awesome! So I got to work with him, great mm-hmm. mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had my first kid, uh-huh. my first daughter, Reagan. Yeah, and, shout uh, out to Reagan. Yeah, and then and then uh, <laughs> they shout off- out to
1: Alicia. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> they offered me my they offered me a gig because it was at like a dot-com crash at the time. Okay. Remember when they were doing all those web cartoons? Yeah, we, yep. Absolutely. Then, uh, but nobody was watching cartoons on the there web. It was
1: icebox.com yeah. if anyone wants to <laughs> Google up. Like, it was so many cool. It was like a renaissance of animation on the web. Yeah,
2: but nobody nobody was on the web at that time.
1: Exactly. It was just a little bit before its time.
2: And so so before I headed out, yeah. uh, Larry was like, look, if you want to. Stay here in L.A. Then uh, take a look at this video. There's a kid's show Mm -hmm. that they're starting up on here. You might want to take a look at it. If you like it, then I can get you on the team. And so I looked at it. It was like this this little character walking across the screen, like a little map or whatever, saying, which way should we go? Mm. should we go down should we go left i was like man nobody's gonna watch this, this is stupid ended mm. up being dora the explorer <laughs> i was like i'm really? not i'm not i'm not going for that and so i moved out to atlanta and that's when the adult swim started mm-hmm. and i worked with the team to help uh brand that when it first got off the ground and worked on aqua teen hunger force harvey birdman Squidbillies, all that good stuff and then uh
1: harvey birdman was like i mean that was the thing that kept adult swim. It felt like, yeah. you know, going. Yeah. Because people just geeked out on that so hard. Yeah. And it just it was on all the time.
2: Yeah, that was like in the early adult swim days. The early yeah. adult
1: swim. That was and like bad robot. That
2: lasted the longest.
1: Yeah, Aqua Team. Yeah. And then uh,
2: and then after that, I got a call up to Cleveland, Ohio at American Greetings. Mhm. And this is where <laughs> My career went into the cute field, cuteness field. Okay. So they hired me and a few other uh, animators to uh, help rebrand Strawberry Shortcake and Care Bears and all the other stuff because they were like old and dated. You still draw, huh?
1: Do you still draw the Care Bears, like not (laughs) for your kids, like not anymore? Yeah, (laughs) for fun.
2: Yeah, when I, when I went up there, you know, it was a greeting card company, but we started doing entertainment, and we got to do, you know, re-bring re out Mad Balls, mm. which they're, you know, they're in the midst of coming back out. I don't know if you remember Mad Balls. I don't. But, uh, yeah, they were, like, garbage pail kids, but okay, physical balls. They're, like, gross or whatever. Cool. Um, But, yeah, once I did that, I ended up coming uh, – You know, they they laid everybody off. And then Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about licensing with books, you know, how they take the entertainment to toys and clothing and publishing and all that other stuff. And so I learned a lot there, you know, and I appreciate every moment. Uh, You know, Cleveland's a hard city, but uh, the experience that I got working on those properties helped out a lot. So when I got laid off, Mm -hmm. that's when I started my own company. Okay. I started doing uh these historical pieces for Nickelodeon. Uh huh. Um, featuring African American uh you know, historical figures. Oh, that's so Yeah. And it started off with six and it ended up being like twenty something. Wow. So that kept me busy throughout the years. Um did my own first children's book and uh once I did the book, I did that on Kickstarter. And that was on Kickstarter first <laughs> first came out and uh I didn't know any better, you know, I just turned on the camera and filmed myself and raised the money for my book. It was just that easy. A lot of people now have to have an orchestrated <laughs> right. video Campaign. uh yeah. crew and right. scripts and nah, I didn't do all that. But uh yeah, I did that's when I did my first app based mm-hmm. off my children's book and then I was in the app business. Right. See mo- most of my career I did things because I didn't know I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just did it. I was like, hey, let's make an app. And so I called up my buddy. Have you done an app before? No, let's do one. Right. We just, we spent mm. a year and we did it. Uh-huh. So, you know, I take a lot of risks. And uh,
1: School of hard knocks.
2: Yeah. Mm. And once, once I started my own company, I figured since, you know, small team helped American Greetings Mm -hmm. turn these old properties into something new and make millions and billions of dollars out of it. I could do that for myself. And so that's what I did. And we've been going strong um, for uh, like five to six, about six years. It's been six years now. Six years? Yeah.
1: And that's running Pixel Pirate TV. So if any of you guys want to click the link in the description, you'll see uh, the link to Pixel Pirate. Uh, their YouTube page where um, you were doing some uh, like I don't, I don't know it wasn't how to draw, but oh yeah, like, I did a, yeah. I did a
2: how to draw Ninja Turtle. Oh uh, nice. But it it was it was kind of spoofing like my acting skills aren't quite <laughs> there. But uh, I was uh I was trying to mimic uh, Bill Cosby used to have these things called picture pages, nice where he would come out and like draw on the little. The little Mortimer Ichabod pen would like make this musical sound. You ever see that? I don't think I did. Oh, uh, well if you watch mine, uh-huh. I'm trying Mason's,
1: to Mason's Mason's nodding violently, yes. Oh, well, if you know what I'm <laughs> talking you about. Just hit on part of his you, childhood.
2: <laughs> you need you need to see mine because my pen has like a hip hop beat to it. Nice. And so I'm I'm teaching kids how to draw a ninja turtle with basic shapes.
1: Uh-huh. That's uh, great. Yeah. Did you get a lot of feedback from jumping onto these um platforms early like YouTube and such?
2: Well, back when I first started posting stuff on YouTube, it was like mostly the old Cartoon Network stuff, and there's like a bunch of it's like a, a bunch of YouTube channels now that pay homage to the old Cartoon Network and they reposted some of the bumpers and stuff that mm. we did. Mm-hmm. Um and then when when I moved to Virginia and started my own company I started an internship program because there was a lot of talented, you know, people, students in the art programs, sure. but nobody in Richmond did animation. So I was like, well, I got these projects I'm working on. Let me start an internship program, bring these kids in and then teaching the ropes about animation. And we started doing our own bumpers, you know, because that's what worked for Cartoon Net- Network. So we did like five and 10 second bumpers on um on Pixel Pirate TV on YouTube.
1: Perfect. So, all y'all, go ahead. Um, if you're at, at all interested in in animation, just behind the scenes of the business, as as well as how to, um, it's a good source for you. Pixel Pirate TV. Yeah. Um,
2: it's the same thing on Instagram.
1: Yeah, and as and, and, and you're part of the Frederator Network. Talking yeah, we're about un,
2: that. we're under the Frederator umbrella. Yeah, and uh, it w- it was a good benefit for for us because. The way Frederator is set up, man, they um once they bring you under their wing, they have these, uh, they kind of give you insights on on how to uh, engage your users, how to use hashtags, the ins and out, and the behind the scenes of not just posting your video. But getting people engaged what time ty- what types of day how to brand your video you know what uh you know what do you put on your your icon that,
1: and, and frederick yeah. has done a lot to promote animation just oh yeah in general
2: yeah i mean they you but know people
1: don't i mean tell the people
2: i mean they 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 were behind adventure time mm-hmm. um matter of fact fred sybert he was behind you know the the moon man on on mtv mm-hmm. uh and uh what else he, he was part of the, like the uh the incubators for a lot of those uh, cartoon shows on Cartoon Network. Okay. Like that's where Powerpuff Girls came right. from. The, w- whenever right. there's like a new wave of cartoons, mm-hmm. uh, just pilots, it was mm. like Powerpuff Girls, Dexter, all that other stuff. Yeah. They went over there to did the same thing at Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Where I think it was Oh Yeah Cartoons. Mm. And a lot of those cartoons came out of there. I think Fairly Odd Parents, I believe. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, came yeah. out of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he left a trail. And now, with this new plateau of like uh, YouTube, you know, there's a lot of independent animators out there with some really good stuff. And so he started featuring uh, cartoons by animators. He, what, what was he, about? B and Puppy Cat is on there now, which is pretty big right now. And uh, uh, The Bravest Warriors. Both of those were original pieces of content that they put on there. And then, and then they created a platform for other animators to come in and go under the Frederator umbrella, mm. per se. Got it. On YouTube. Right. And so, uh, you know, there's, a, there's a, a huge wealth of knowledge, anything from funding your, your cartoons. They have like, uh, was it uh, Google Hangouts? Yeah. Where they sit down and they explain to you, you know, here's the best way to get larger followers. Right. right? Here's 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 how you need to get your viewers engage you have to post so many times per week and well the you know when things switch over on youtube they give you the heads up mm-hmm. well these these policies are switching over and you need to do this this and this and they you know they're they're really good at educating you on how to do all that
1: so um that's that's awesome so shout out to frederator all the all the support of uh of independent animators you know um that's out there is amazing um you know there's certain people who just always seem to be that glue you know Mm -hmm. who kind of you know together hold up people you're talking about some of your mentors um and then talking about the how we came to be in in contact was we were mentioning shaheed shaheed ali the super talented illustrator mm. out of Atlanta and at the time was doing art uh work for LaFace Records right, right. and uh for Left Eye from TLC mm-hmm. and um was doing really cool stuff and kind of through Kenya mm-hmm. who was Shahid what is Shahid's good friend and right. like became his business partner Kenya Barris who is now um a huge writer, yeah. producer in uh film and television with blackish yeah. and barbershop series taking over that mantle. Um but so Shahid and Kenya were peas in a pod mm-hmm. and um Saxton was like the one who knew something about animation. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of us were like, okay, he knows something he can he can tell us, you know, if we're on the right track or what we need to do and then we'll all figure it out because you know with shaheed and with mark and a yeah. few other people who had art backgrounds right. you know we figured hey we got swag and yeah. you know no one else is coming with that
2: it, it, was, it in, was funny it was funny when we in the animation world like it, it was funny when when i first moved out here because you know mark and mike had dreads and then Shahid was his light-skinned dude with freckles and he had red Red Dreads, and we would yeah. walk around LA, yeah. and they thought we was like a rap group or something. <laughs> <laughs> they would think we was a rap group. And like, nah, are we're, we're we're you know we're cartoonists. You know we do animation and whatnot. Swag on a hundred thousand.
1: Yeah. yeah, and you should have seen us in China. Yeah, <laughs> and,
2: and, but 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 we knew figuring out how to animate. We knew back then that you know we were on the cuff of something special because we all you know once. We first got it, like when I first came out here and I was going to the different studios, it was very, very few black people in the business, mm. if not any. Mm. And so, you know, we felt. That, you know, we wanted to make content that represented us, which is a big deal right now Yeah, in uh, animation and entertainment, you know, we want to- Now the
1: platforms heard. are catching up
2: it, to- It's it's kind of weird though, man, yeah. because you know how when hip hop came out, yeah. it was like kicking the door in your face, undeniable music that over time became the way of life, the way you wear clothes, the- you know mm-hmm. you could sell a burger and fries with mm-hmm. a hip-hop track nowadays but like um that was then and, and i feel like now with so many you know brothers and sisters in the In the animation world, Mm -hmm. you know, not a lot of people know who they are. Right. They're there. Right. But, you know, they work within the industry.
1: Yeah. We could talk about Evan Burse. Yeah. Who, I don't know if you know Evan. No, I don't know Evan. Oh, Evan um, does how-to drawings. You guys should definitely meet. Okay. Um, Was working for BET Mm -hmm. and for Dennis Cowan for a long time. I didn't know Evan draw. Uh Because he was on, like, kind of the executive side. Right. And he was kind of doing follow-up work and stuff when we were in conversations with Dennis and BET mm-hmm. and Evan was developing. He finally showed me around the time that he was getting ready to, I think, leave BET finally showed me this animated project that he had, mm-hmm. um, which was something very kiddy. Um, And I was like, Oh, that's nice. You know, but he just kept working on his skills yeah, and, uh this whole time, and now he, he i believe he's at marvel mm-hmm. um and he does um how to draw videos okay like incredibly thorough how to draw videos on youtube. And they're excellent. And, like, it, it would be the hugest gift for a kid. Right. Like, young Saxton, yeah. you know, watching videos uh, or watching animation at home, you know. And now mm. it's available, like, for free. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was no amount. Like, we used to buy animation books to yeah. figure out what to do. Yeah. And these books were 60 a 70 $100. You can go to YouTube for free and right. find out such a wealth of knowledge, like, that it doesn't make it doesn't make the work easy. Nah. You know, it's it's hard work, but it I've seen, makes I've seen it a lot accessible. I yeah. see
2: a lot of people fall off once they knew it the work they went into making yeah. characters and, and stuff like that move yeah. is yeah. like wow. Isn't there an easier way? No, there's no, (laughs) this isn't easy. If it was easy, everybody would Isn't there a
1: computer program that does that?
2: There's programs that do it, (laughs) but you know, if you want your shit on point, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that slide through and make shit. I mean, it's entertaining to a point, but there's something to be said for quality. Yeah,
1: no, I think there's something that I, I say that I think I got from you. And this is when I'm talking to clients and producing animation and mm-hmm. trying to get people to understand. And animating is acting with yeah. a pencil. You yeah. know? So, you know, we're not farming that out to computer programs just yet, you know, yeah. um, although there's can be computer enhancement of performances you yeah. still have Andy Circus, you yeah. know performing you know mm-hmm. the role of Caesar or Gollum you know yeah. uh, and then having those things be enhanced and that's a great deal of work on top of that so you, you know you're not eliminating the work you're just elevating it by having technology mm-hmm. that's my take on it and,
2: and there's something I got to interject on that sure because o- over the years you know I, being in the industry and everything, they're there, and, and you know, people take for granted when they go on their social media feed, right? Like the people that aren't in comics and illustrators or whatever, mm. they don't see all these amazing artists. Like, I take it for granted for sometimes, sometimes because I flip through there and it's all these badass artists. It's like right. sickening sometimes, like, oh my god, these people are so good, yeah, but they're just illustrations, uh-huh. right? right? And and throughout. You know my career. I was like, man, you know, there's so there's a lot of great artists. It's just like when you watch shows like So You Think You Can Dance, Mm. you know, America's Got Talent. It's like, damn, everybody can sing. Apparently, (laughs) you know, once you once you have like so many shows, it's like it's not a rarity anymore. But like going through my feed and seeing all these great artists is like, man, what what separates my work from theirs? Because everybody's amazing. A Mm -hmm. lot of people are, you know, in, in their own rights. But at the same time, I've come to the the notion that it's not about the art you do or the talent you put in your art, it's about the story that you tell. Right. At the end of the day, yeah. it's about story mm-hmm. because pictures. In this day and age, on your feed, they'll come and go. They'll appreciate it. They'll like it real quick, mm-hmm. right? You may mm-hmm. have a hot piece, right? They'll like it real quick, mm-hmm. but they, you know, they may remember it next week or a week after that. But at the, yeah. at the same time, they got something new the next week, exactly. And so, it's very disposable, right? But if you have, a, I, I wish that that some of these dope ass artists that would post, that posts on a regular basis mm-hmm. just find a story, create a story they want to tell and instead of just having, you know, different pieces of artwork every week yeah. that have no consistency, no story, right. create a story out of it. That's exactly you know what we I mean? Have
1: the, we had this uh, and and for people who are listening to the pod, maybe jumped in the last few episodes, go back and check the Trill League episode. Oh yeah. Pod,
2: yeah. Yeah, I donated to that.
1: Nice. Yeah. Um you you you're good about that kind of thing. I'm horrible. But um Trill League was exactly that Anthony came in and told us the story yeah you know he said he came up he had this idea, and of course he had training, I mean he was self- taught but he had been at this for a while right and uh he put it on social media, people liked it and he said exactly that let yeah. me let me create a story around that and then you know now recently his his first you know full length comic is out i guess you could say yeah. a graphic novel you know mm-hmm. it's book bound you know and growing and that's a testament to exactly what you said i yeah. mean it's really cool to see this young um uh kind of wave you know yeah. people who who do pick up the tools and do pick up the access and then once they have it they run with it you know yeah. so it's dope to see
2: Man, there's so many brothers out here. So many stories, like the Trill League yeah. and all that other stuff. And and uh, there was like, the, was it uh, the Tuskegee Air? Oh yeah, you know, about yeah. Absolutely. Those guys, like, uh-huh. like, like I see all these cats, and they have all. They're this out cow- of
1: Tennessee, is it? Tennessee? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I wish. Shout out to
1: y'all. We're gonna get y'all on the pod. There needs to be some kind
2: of collective event mm-hmm. where the, all these people come together, just like hip hop did back in the day. Right, you know what I mean, and then bring those fresh,
1: fresh fest. Yeah, it's it's, it's
2: hard to do it on your own, sure, right? Sure, and uh, you know, if you come together, like I always when we were talking about Crush Mm Crew and stuff like that, I was like, you know, some of the stuff that I used to love was like Animatrix, right? Uh, you know, it's like all these directors came together to tell like minded stories in Mm -hmm. one film, yeah, right? And so, between all these people with all these uh, you know, African-American stories or yeah. inspired characters, I'd love to see something like that in like a collective volume. It, it, it could even be a book. Yeah. You know, what was that? Uh, was it fables? No, it was, it was something flight. It was like a bunch of different artists telling a bunch of different stories about something. They collected in one book.
1: That there's sounds a, familiar. a couple, a couple okay. of books like yeah. that, cool. but
2: like, Taking some of this, like, LaShawn Thomas is working on something dope right now. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the Tuskegee Air, there's, like, a sample booklet on oh, my homeboy, Daoud. Mm-hmm. Anyabule. Brother Man. Brother Man. Yeah, that's Daoud. My, that's my brother from another mother. Absolutely. He's got gotta... his new book out. Um. Yeah, we, we overdo with having a Brother yeah, Man Yeah, but a pod. compilation of all these cats in a book mm-hmm. or in a film. Right. Right? Yeah.
1: Or um, a series, yeah. yeah. No, I mean that was cool. That was Liquid TV, and mm-hmm. like you said, it was it was Peter Chung. and and we need our own Liquid TV. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's mind meld on that for sure. Yeah. Um, off mic, but you know how we do. We we that it's I'm, it's it's, it's, time. it's I'm a, time.
2: I'm a maker, the, and the thing that separates everybody else is you have to be a maker. Yeah. There's a lot of talkers. Sure. There's a lot of talented people out there. Yeah. But you got to make stuff.
1: Yeah. No
2: doubt, and it's hard to make stuff that's like uh you hear some athletes where they 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 condition off season mm-hmm. and then they play hard all season and then they're like, what am I doing this all for right They don't know if they're being appreciated, but then later on, all that hard work pays off Mhm, you know what I mean, absolutely, and so like you know, and there's no harder
1: like literally in entertainment, it almost seems like that's another thing i tell people is like you're spending millions of dollars you know a tv show right in order to capture you know a performance Mm -hmm. in animation you're creating right a world and a performance Mm -hmm. you know and in in live action you're capturing you know uh, world that has been created, you know whether it 's from the location manager right. or from the art director There's this whole team of people, you yeah. know fifty sixty people come together in a mad rush in order right. to create something, and then when it comes to oh, but I want to animate something people don 't think of you slow. know work. yeah it is is it's an equal amount of labor yeah. you know if not more mm-hmm. um but oftentimes. It's expected to be done with less, you know, workforce, yeah. you know, less budget.
2: And and now yeah. I've, I've learned along the way, too, is like publishing is king. Print mm. print is king. Like the time it takes to do an animated pilot. Right. Right. Yeah. It takes way less time to put it in print mm-hmm. and it's way cheaper to produce. Right. So if you got a story to tell, you know, put it put it in print first, print it out. There's a lot less time, a lot less money. And then that's the blueprint for your animated film. There you go. And that's your pitch Bible. Okay. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you go out and pitch, you already have it on paper and you're making money on it at the same time.
1: And that's like, that is what reminds me. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about hip hop is, you know you did have like two turntables you know that's what the thing that you had to remind yourself of is okay you know you just had two turntables and a microphone and you were able to make something right so it's almost like you have to tell yourself as a creator you know Mm -hmm. what's the most simplest way for me to make something yeah you know and then follow that because it can be daunting because we do have access to all these things and then you're told oh well you got to have you know a twitter following and instagram following and a snapchat following and then you got to make stuff and then you got to tell people like there's there, you could literally n- spend 24 hours a day mm-hmm. doing all the things you're quote unquote supposed to do right in order to be successful and get your story out and at some point you just got to pick your poison
2: there, there's you a know. lot there's a lot of components to this thing man the, yeah. other, the other thing that's very very detrimental to your career mm. is becoming the best that's mm-hmm. your craft. If you don't strive to be the best at what you do, mm-hmm. then, then what's the point? right? And mm-hmm. if you're not surrounding yourself by right. people that are as good or better than you, yeah. mm-hmm. you're never going to get better. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You need you need some healthy competition. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's not just inspiration. There's a lot of inspiration out there. You need some healthy competition.
1: <laughs> you know what <laughs> that, I mean? I, I love that um, because we're about to get on some hip-hop shit. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the best and we're going to talk about some competition we're going to jump into a little bit of versology um but before we do that we're going to take a quick break we're going to talk about our friends over at loot crate um Sax, you up on loot crate
2: what's the, what's a loot crate
1: man loot crate is is it stolen it, is, it has nothing to do with the uh the rebellion in in 99
2: is a crate full of cash
1: yeah. I'm down for a crate full of cash. you down for that. Um uh, 99. I'm talking about ninety-two. The riots, uh, aka the rebellion, aka the looting. The loot. But loot crate is like a pirate's version of that. You know, it's the finest in nerd gear. All right. Six to nine items. Okay. In a box. This is like a value anywhere from forty to eighty five dollars. For 20 bucks a month. so what?
2: Well, what's in that crate, though?
1: Well, it's usually merchandise gear. It's cool stuff. It's a, always a variety pack. It's always a surprise. Give, this me, give, month, me, give,
2: me, give me some examples.
1: Well, this month they're doing something uh, that has to do with dystopia. And that's the theme. So, mm-hmm. you know, you think of all your classic dystopic franchises and there might be something in there from Terminator. There might be a uh, Toy or bobblehead, you know, uh, and t-shirts, that okay. kind of thing. What I'm gonna, what I'm getting loot crate for is it's, it's only twenty bucks a month. It's only twenty bucks a month,
2: and I may get a t-shirt. You make you, you
1: definitely get it, like some kind of apparel every month,
2: because a t-shirt alone is twenty
1: bucks. Exactly, and and not to mention gifts. You know, this having kids, like I'm, I'm gonna keep loot crate just for the gifts, because instead of running to the store. <laughs> Every time I have a gift i'll have a little crate you know filled with goodies that represent me because i'm a, I'm about this nerd life, you know what I mean right, and then boom, I can share that with people around me you know my right, on, family. right so, on. so so so
2: you you're telling me for twenty bucks, yes a month yeah. I get a crate full of like nostalgic stuff I didn't realize,
1: and it's even less than twenty bucks a month because if you put in the offer code, the promo code on some hip hop shit, and I'll, I'll give you the readout for it is slash OSHHS. That's short for on some hip hop shit. Just you write it down, y'all. What, <laughs> You'll save yourself three bucks. And three then, bucks? Yeah, you put the co- promo code OSHHS3 after you go to that URL
2: $3 off
1: yeah so you're 17 bucks Get the
2: fuck out of you 17
1: here. bucks a month for your first time yeah Absolutely,
2: That yeah. That's that's gifts galore. So the shit that I don't want, right? I could wrap up, yes, and re-gift, re-gift.
1: You got kids, you know. You got kids parties. You got, <laughs> you got relatives. You're definitely gonna you're definitely gonna use this. I mean, th- this is a win. I'm just gonna say that this is a win. You could start putting stuff under the tree for Christmas and kill it Christmas time. Like loot crate is a no brainer. So. Do it! Do it for all some hip hop shit and get three three bucks off. Lootcrate.com slash oshhs promo code oshhs three. The number three—that's the amount of bucks you're gonna get off the already low price of twenty dollars. So all right, you know, I'm with it. There it is. I, I'm a, I'm gonna text you this too and text it to your family. Like, don't be stingy with this. You know, <laughs> spread the love because. It's a win-win. It's a beautiful thing. Thanks to Luke Crate for supporting on some hip-hop shit and the Meltcast Podcast Network. Um, that's what's up. All right, uh, can we put a pop Pause for a second. And we're back. We back. We back. We back. Like we never left. And we were talking about competition. We were talking about being the best, aspiring to be the best. People have a lot to say about an artist called Kanye West. I like that. But one thing you can't say is that's not someone striving to be the best. There's no strive. The the
2: dude's the best. Okay. A lot of people can can, can complain and compare or whatever. Yeah. The dude has hits. He, he, yeah. Consistently. Yeah. Smash. I mean, you know, most creative geniuses were off their rocker.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, hey. You know
2: what I mean? You
1: got a little yay
2: in ya. Hey. <laughs> we used to call sax the loose cannon. <laughs> I used to... I'm, I'm, I'm way, way more mellow yeah. than I used to be. <laughs> you had to be loud Absolutely. so you could be heard.
1: Yeah, no. Hey, man. It, you, you know... That's one thing that um, is amazing. I think Kanye has kind of birthed a whole legion of people who have adopted, you know, some nugget of his philosophy. Yeah, which is like, you know, shout it from the mountaintop. Yeah, and don't sh- stop shouting. Yeah, even when your voice goes hoarse. You I know? mean,
2: there's a, there's a bit of arrogance in there, but like. Everybody's got that little bit of arrogance in there. Some some people need that little lift of arrogance, like to right. remind them yeah. you are the
1: shit. That's what they call it, irrational, um irrational confidence.
2: Yeah. I mean some <laughs> I mean, the only reason why I put on some Kanye is when I'm stressed, deadlines, clients, all that shit gets you down and and, and, and the creativity has now become work. Mm-hmm. Where it's mm-hmm. not fun anymore, man. Right, and then you're like, man, right. what the hell am I doing this all for? There you go. This shit's due tomorrow. Right. I just started today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, ah. Oh. I pop on some Kanye and ain't nothing going to stop me yeah. from meeting this goddamn deadline. I'll be all night coffee. <laughs> right? Coke, Coca-Cola, whatever I need to keep me pumped, bust Kanye all night long and we're going to make something happen. It ain't going to get done. By the deadline, but we're going to turn something
1: in. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Thank you, Brother Wes. Um, in this latest uh, edition of Versology, we're going to, as you might have guessed by now, jump into something by Mr. Wes, Mr. Wes. Um, and no, it's not Jesus walks. Um, no, it's not all of the lights. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not, you know, power.
2: Nah, I almost picked that
1: one. Yeah, that's one. This is actually one that I'm not that familiar with, so without further ado, let's let it rock.
0: I'm for the winner and it's just me, nigga. Ball so hard, man, a shit cray, nigga. He ain't getting money that you get eight figures. But that G's a piece, man. I've been saying nigga. Just talk the fair con kind of that sensei, nigga. Told him I've been on T since the tenth grade, nigga. Got a middle finger longer than the Kim, baby. My nigga, um I don't let them play with me. I don't let them talk to me, no kind of way. Um, they better watch what they say to me. Nigga still getting popped on the day-to-day. Yeah, I still got the hundred with a small face, nigga. Might spend 50 racks in my off day, nigga. You a fake DNS like the I'll say nigga. If you're running to me, better have I'll stay with you uh. Um, we can swivel, nigga. Ryan in the shot, eh nigga. If you ain't with us, you an eyeway, nigga. You an act, you should be on Broadway, nigga. Did you do shit the Broadway, nigga. Your bitch got an ab on a Broadway thicker. Late for the class at a highway, nigga. You the drop out at it as always, nigga. As always. Come on now. That goes. can nobody tell you shit.
2: That goes. That goes. Anytime somebody say Man, you can't do that. Uh-huh. This is what I'll be saying in my head all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all day and you going to tell me I can't
1: do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mhm. Even if it's that little voice. Yeah. Any, any 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 part of that, any part of those those lines speak
2: to you. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: I like how he said he has been
2: doing it since the 10th grade. Oh, see? No. Just talked to Farrakhan, that sensei, nigga. Told him I've been on ten since the tenth grade, nigga. Got a middle finger longer than the Kembe, my nigga. Ugh. I don't let him play with me. I don't let let him talk to me any kind of way. See, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you they,
2: got better to... wa- they better watch what they say to me niggas still getting popped on the day-to-day you know what i'm saying anybody tells you you can't do something mm-hmm. this right there puts all that confidence back into whatever it is you're doing and just tell them to fuck off there you i'm go. the shit
1: there you go this is
2: just a, a kanye is always a confident confidence booster yeah and and, and confidence shows in your work
1: Mm-hmm. you know
2: what i mean no yeah. if, if you ain't got no confidence it ain't gonna show through your work right and you're right. gonna come out with some garbage right now have you have you heard of confident lines when you draw yeah confident lines. right you see it all
1: Mm-hmm.
2: so yeah man that's what's up with that
1: I, and, and and i mean that thanks for sharing that because i, I like the part where he says um You a fake Denzel, like the Allstate now. (laughs) If you run into me, better have Allstate with you.
2: Um, You a Rico Rico Suave, nigga. Ride around listening to Sade, nigga. If you ain't with us, you an our way, nigga. You an actor, you should be on Broadway, nigga. Because you do shit the Broadway, nigga. Your bitch got ass, but my Broadway thicker. Late for the class in the hallway, nigga. You had to drop out at it as always, nigga. As always.
1: Now, mild, my, mild my, my manner, mild manner, well dressed Saxton, come in here and <laughs> <laughs> come in here and, and and drop this verse. You know that's what I love about hip hop. Like there, there's seriously, there's so many, you know. Young people of all ethnicities in their cubicle, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, getting through their day yeah. the same way you are, you know what yeah. I mean, and I mean, I think that's what's cool is there's an undercurrent of you know what we're gonna wear sneakers to work, yeah you know what <laughs> I mean like you just doesn't mean you're not gonna be stylish, it doesn't mean you're not gonna you know right be professional. But like you know, when we it used to be, you had to wear hard bottoms, you had to have a certain um, image in order to be successful, and now hip hop has just kind of said, "No, what you need to be is you need to be talented and thorough and have a work ethic." Yeah, let you know your know work I mean? speak for exactly. itself. Exactly, and like everything else is like pretty much up to you. And I think you know, people give. I mean, you definitely you know all all credit to rock and roll but that that's really a hip hop thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah. like, i think rock and roll started to change um you know some conservative outlooks and mm-hmm. attitudes but i mean that's hip hop yeah like i can't credit it to anything else but people say you know what not only we going to wear sneakers to work we're going to take pride in our sneakers you yeah. know what i mean and you know, you might you know and, and that doesn't just mean Jordans, like you you could be a sneakerhead and not own a pair of J's. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I will say that. Um you you reflect, you know, I, I have a friend, he just he just has like dunks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just has like a, a pair of dunks and, and he probably wouldn't call himself a sneakerhead but as far as I'm concerned he's a sneakerhead man you got more than 10 pairs of sneakers you're pretty much a sneakerhead Um, because you only need about you know 4 or 5 to get along Um, but yeah man that's, that's what I say man don't be afraid to bring that with you to work man that's what on some hip hop shit is about yeah. and that's why people used to gravitate towards working with us You know, in doing animation, they'd be like, "Okay, I've been drawing Care Bears, you know, for a while, or I've been drawing, Mm. you know, these little Flash cartoons for a while. This is on some hip hop shit. Mm. Okay, I definitely want to do this. You know, so people would just, you know, and and really that's where that's where the name for the podcast came from, you know." It is about the collision of nerd culture and hip hop culture. Hmm. Um, and But that was the thing that was always said to me. Whenever I was trying to bring those two together and I was gathering artists like yourself, like-minded people, they'd be like, oh, okay, this is on some hip hop shit. All right. oh, you know, you see that head start yeah. to nod, you know what I mean? You see that little twinkle in the eye. And you know, that's why we here, so all day. Now we're gonna jump into my versology. What you got?
2: What you got? What you got? What you got?
1: What you got? What you got? Well, you know, in honor of our guests who came, you know, all the way from the East by way of the South, I jumped into one of the rappers who I feel like I wish was talked about more. And um, he goes by the name of Big Crit. Uh, Big Crit is one of the most lyrical mcs that is in the game today and people don't even know his name and um, much less his music so i definitely wanted to just jump into big crit and let him speak because he is from the south and he's got something to say this is a snap music it's not a flow that's been imitated from the migos <laughs> and whoever the migos imitated that from and whoever future got that from there's like enough respect to that but um we need a little something else you know what i mean it's, it's cool to have the fast food but you need a little something else so i'm gonna i guess i'm just gonna let this rock
0: snap, thought they wanted trap, thought they wanted bass, thought they wanted Miley, thought they wanted drink, fuck them niggas, now they wanna hear a country nigga rap, five I'm bob'm ten, I swear, country nigga snap, thought they wanted gold, thought they wanted shine, thought they wanted radio, bitch make up your mind, I was attention, I don't even know what I might do with it, that control beat is like a ugly bitch that everybody done fuck wrong, maybe you hit it. I am on more concerned why niggas been texting my Calling my phone, asking me about this kind of shit They ain't even really even me on I ain't throwing all that propaganda Rap shit about the really sound Now nah, I'm lyrical all of a sudden Well, last year they claim they ain't understand me I'm bearing this And pissing on they graves Another nigga, other nigga name on your chain And they call me a slave Niggas scared of this country ball Don't forbid I catch a body in the studio Trying to calm your soul, looking at your mind. I think Crills a guy, man. I'll put you in the trunk With these soul my shot Prolific
2: with these scriptures, they might give me a Page one. Come on, Nice. <laughs> I, 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 I sense a little bit of uh, a, a combination of uh correct me if I'm wrong, uh-huh. A little bit of UGK. Yeah, yeah. Mixed a little, with a little mystical.
1: Mystical, okay. Remember
2: mystical? Yeah, the fast mystical, rap? yeah. It's like yeah.
1: mystical and UGK. Oh man, he's got that, and he's got you know a little bit of Dre, Andre three thousand.
0: Public housing. You telling me I can be king of hip-hop and they wouldn't give it to Andre they thousand? Nigga please, this boy ain't got shit to do with us. God can physically calm down and say he's the greatest, my favorite. Y'all should listen, it has potential. The I live a heat wave, I'ma send through this motherfucking reveal for a whole nother older culture. And that wouldn't be enough. So fuck these hate to fuck these hoes. Damn right I still mean that. Now they wanna hear a country nigga the rap. See, and I swear a country now. Thought they
1: want They they wanted bass. They,
2: wanted they wanted Fuck them Now they want to hear Now they want to hear you rap. I grew up on
1: that southern hip hop. Yeah, man. And, and Crit Crit is carrying a torch, man. He 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 um he signed a Def Jam. Oh, okay. Um and so he had an album in 2014 come out called *Catalactica*, mm. um, and that has that has some heat with it. Yeah, we're definitely ready for for the next one, but you know, big
2: shouts out to uh, hip hop of the South.
1: There you go, that's southern, southern. hip hop music, and and that's why I just want to um, play that for the people because I mean, the way that Outkast really crossed over mm. into the general audience in the general mind state kind of blew me away i mean i was in atlanta at the time yeah um at came out and so i was kind of at the epicenter so i just thought it was big because where i was you know and after moving back to la and just seeing them keep going and Mm -hmm. keep growing it just kind of shocked me because really the the wider conscious was ready for it it's like they wanted to hear it they wanted to hear what the south had to say yeah and you know outcast killed it and then you know out they had their life cycle you know and 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 now their cycle is kind of you know mellowed out dre yeah and big boy are kind of more solo artists and they come together every once in a while but don't act like there's nobody else. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah, Who, yeah, yeah. The,
2: <laughs> that lineage is there. The, re, the, re, the reason why all that stuff works is any musician, yeah. hip hop, rock, whatever it is, you have to create a sound for your city, your environment around you. They want to know what your what your environment sounds like. They want to know what your life sounds like. Right. And with the uh, hip hop in the south, you know, if you heard, you know, a big crit. Or uh, Yeezy, I mean uh, Jeezy, and all that. You know it's yeah. from the South. You right. know it right off the top, right? Because that's what the South sounds like, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so New York music sounds like New York music. Right. When you create music, you want you want to give a people a taste of your life in your city. What does that sound like? Because people all over the world are listening.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh man. Check this out. He he comes into this track and he um. He he kinda um he kinda lays it all out. He said, Mind your manners, just be cool. I know you was a lame when you was in school, the little fame that you ain't used to, and it was easy for you to move through English class with your own thesaurus. Like one of these days I'm gonna be a rapper, but all my verses is gonna be borrowed. So I'm gonna take from all these southern artists that mainstream never heard of, recycle all their lingo and make sure I screw my words up. Mm. Bravo for your swagger, Jack, and I'm overwhelmed by your dedication. You actually fooled these people into thinking that your music was innovative.
2: Who's he talking about? Mm-hmm. He's talking <laughs> about somebody. <laughs> He's
1: talking about somebody tough. Like, But, I mean, there there's a thing now um, where you have artists from other regions you know and and and, i mean with with the internet the world is flat believe Mm. that you know i mean there's the regional regionalization of music is less and less Mm. but there is still something to like what you said right the sound of the south the sound of your hometown big crit is from meridian mississippi oh yeah yeah so, I don't know if you ever spent any time in Mississippi. No, sir. I I drove I've been through I've been through old Miss, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm away from Atlanta um to Memphis, uh but it's different. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's going on with technology. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mississippi <laughs> is different. So yeah. that's literally all, you know, someone of his era would have had is right. UGK, 8 mm-hmm. Ball and MJG. That's what he would have gravitated towards. Right. So you 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 definitely saw artists from other regions take you know Project Pat. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's talking about amigos flow. Yeah, that was Project Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, back in the day, you know, so people have come in and kind of appropriate. I don't know who he's talking about on that specifically in he terms in of appropriate. But yeah, when we have Crit on the show, we should definitely ask him because um, Crit is, Crit is just a dude, man. He mm. makes beat. He makes his own beats. Mm. Um, he rhymes. He's actually um, his girlfriend is. Uh, A singer named Mara Ruby, and she's from the Bay Area. Oh yeah, she's super fly. She kind of has this whole retro soul thing going on with her. I I became aware of her totally separate from Big Crit, and then later on found out that they were actually a couple. And um, so they've been making like music together and touring, all this cool shit. So. Um, definitely one to watch. Um, if you guys want to say that you uh, you knew Crit when, <laughs> <laughs> get on on the ground floor and on some hip hop shit, you know, um, you'll have your passport stamped. All right, there it is. So that's my versology for the day. I'm
2: gonna have to check out that whole track. Oh yeah, later.
1: man! That's, it's it's called Mount Olympus. It's called Mount Olympus, and this this one from the album see me on top i don't i don't know that album but um okay something something that was released 2014 it might be a mixtape but uh yeah man he's got some heat he definitely has some heat so that's my versology for the day um sax so good to have you anything else you want to talk we want to talk about dog days a little bit
2: yeah. uh yeah we i mean you can check it out on pixel pirate tv on youtube yeah. it's an adult animated uh pilot we created um about a dog named jamal who's an aspiring comedian moves out to la to pursue said career but too busy getting high <laughs> drinking smoking fucking around while he learns his uh his way around la through the glitz and glamour the dirt and the grime Mm -hmm. while he's selling hot dogs from a from a from a food truck and and, uh he's waiting for his career to take off so um it's not for kids right but uh you can check out the pilot on pixel pirate tv very cool show us some love yes pixel pirate tv on
1: instagram shout out to jason harvey
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a
1: family operation, man. This is, this is hey,
2: ain't too many of us in this
1: extended family business, but we keep it pushing. No doubt, no doubt. And um,
2: uh, what else is going on with Pixel Pirate? Like, uh, well, right now outside of, you know, I'm in town doing a few pitches, um, for some entertainment, uh, building with my homeboy Carl, um, Jones, who's a writer, showrunner, producer of uh, Boondocks. Sp- and uh black dynamite freak nick the musical that too um yeah we've been talking and building on some things
1: shout out to you carl
2: um also come get on (laughs) come get on some hip-hop shit we're uh working on a a gaming app another gaming app called giraffic traffic which will be coming out soon Nice for all those aspiring animators out there um we also have uh something called the loot that's the loot that's T-H-E-L-U-U-T, which is uh, stock animation effects. So if you got, like, explosions, need some explosions, some flames, some lightning, some raindrops, those uh, tedious things that you, you know, don't want to spend a lot of time on in your animation because you want to push your story and your character along, you could purchase and download those effects. I will be
1: using the loot on a project. Oh, yeah. That it, I, it,
2: I was just meeting on a project. Yeah.
1: And... It just clicked, in now like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna be using it because I, I mean, we're gonna do original animation, yeah. But now I was just I was telling um my fellow producer like we one thing we don't want to get involved in is effects animation, yeah, because that's a whole nother, you know. Yeah, thing. I mean that,
2: that's a specialty thing, exactly. like exactly in, in in animation when you watch those shows. Some of that they have to hire an effects animator specifically to come in and animate those effects, right. and uh, it's a it's a lot of That's hard work. An expensive
1: work. person too. That person gets paid as much as the director too. Yeah, they, they get paid a lot of money they to come into yeah. those
2: effects. But right. you know, we we've got some really talented animators, um, you know, on deck to to help us create really stunning uh, 4K resolution, high mm. resolution alpha. You get the the After Effects file. You get the alpha movie. You can change the color. Do whatever you want. You get the uh, you get like a PNG sequence if you want to manipulate the color and all that other stuff. And not, you don't only just get one effect. You get like a set. Nice. So if you bought rain or water splashes or whatever, you get like maybe ten to ten to twelve, fifteen of them. Cool. Uh, for like, if you're a student, you wanna you wanna buy them and and put them on your project. It's like twenty bucks for all those. If you want, if you're a professional. And you need it for a TV commercial. It's like forty bucks for the license, but you get like a crap load of stuff. You know nice, what I mean? Nice. Uh, so you know we're 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 entrepreneurs over here. We're trying to create other. So that's uh, the
1: loot. Where do they get that from? It's the loot. The, loot.com,
2: the t- loot. dot a- com. The loot. dot com. T H E L U U T. The loot. dot com.
1: The loot. dot com. And then you also got. Um, uh, You also got Pixel Pirate TV, the yep. YouTube channel, so y'all all you go have to ahead do is and Google, subscribe to that. All you that. have
2: to do is Google Pixel Pirate Studio, Pixel and Pirate everything Studios. will show up. We're everywhere. There it is. Except for Snapchat. No okay. Snapchat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's next week huh yeah well i don't know <laughs> next year let let the kids let the kids run with that one or yeah something. man i ain't yeah.
2: got enough tna to be putting up on snapchat <laughs> and get like 15 million followers but uh there it is we got some good stuff yeah just I'm, check us out
1: i'm not snapping do it check us out and um yeah we'll be back with more I mean, we, this won't be the last time we have you on um i'm sure there're gonna be more good things developing that we can talk about and Wanna thank everybody for tuning in to on some hip hop shit. Check the links below. Remember, rate, subscribe, tell a friend about us. It all helps us a lot. Um again, thanks to Meltdown for presenting on some hip hop shit. Oh, they knew. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yay might walk up in here and get some stuff. You know, we had Taylor Swift in here, so yay might come snatch the comics out our hand and um <laughs> and say, Bey- "Beyonce really deserved this." All day. Uh, <laughs> Beyonce really deserved this Black Panther number one. <laughs> I just cop Black Panther number one from uh from Meltdown Comics, so that's me telling on myself and my little habit i'm like i guess i i, was, I was telling somebody i'm not a fanboy like I'm, I'm i might be a nerd but i'm not a fanboy but i just fanboyed out and i made sure i had to have had the number one two and three of the, of the got, black got, panther i'm waiting
2: for the trade to come out yeah so i can get the trade oh, individual yeah
1: that, uh, that's dope too i just couldn't wait um and also if you come to meltdown you will get 10% off if you mention that on some hip hop shit rocks that's the secret code on some hip hop shit rocks 10% off your price just for fucking being a listener 7522 sunset boulevard if you haven't been here like bring a friend because this is a LA landmark and a monument and um you know there's comedy there's all kind of things we have the nerdist in the back um We have all kind of entertainment for you here at Meltdown Shop XSN. So definitely, if like this is a destination, if you coming in in town, I know Sax, you tend to you tend to find your way here all day, nigga. (laughs) So remember, come in here, get your ten percent off on some hip hop shit rocks. That's the phrase that pays, and boom.
2: Hey, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Um. I will return as long as your your door is open for me to come. I'll, I'll be here all day. All day. <laughs> all right, brother. All right. Appreciate
1: it. Yes. Another one. Boom. This episode of On Some Hip Hop Shit was produced by Brandon Schultz and Adam Silverstein, engineered by Mason Booker, and recorded at the Meltcast Podcast Studios, Hollywood, California. They got street legends. Our theme was produced by King Smo of the Animal Crackers, and a special thanks to Francisco Gaston, Mark and Mike Davis. Artwork by Self Uno, Tweet. To us at our brand new handle, at On Some Hip Hop Shit, and that is what's up.